Hello, friends. Welcome to the Crank and Boom podcast. I am your host, Tao Green. I opened a Thai restaurant with my family 17 years ago that has since morphed into a multi-million dollar ice cream business. I have the honor of leading 40 plus teammates to fulfill our company's mission, create joy, ignite laughter, and inspire compassion. And now I get to share my experiences of building this incredible business with you. On the show, we chat all things small business, family, and life, and how we can do it all with a bit more purpose and in community. I am so glad that you're here. This is the Crank and Boom Podcast. Hello, friends. Today, we're going to discuss a strategy that has the potential to really expand your business and your products. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, wholesale. When you get to the point in your business where it makes sense to expand, it's really exciting to think about what options you might have when it comes to wholesale. I mean, who doesn't want to see their products on the shelves of a big box store? It really sounds like a crazy, impossible dream. But in case you feel like it is a little too lofty to achieve, I'm here to tell you that it can be done, even if you're a small enterprise like a tiny ice cream company in Lexington, Kentucky. In this episode, I'm going to give you an overview about what it's like to get into wholesale, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's get into it. The idea of getting into wholesale is very dreamy, right? The idea of seeing your product on a shelf is so exciting. And when we started, that was one of my big lofty dreams. I remember very vividly thinking, that is just like crazy talk. It just very much felt impossible. Over time, as I was trying to figure out wholesale, I finally realized once we started getting into these different accounts and getting on the shelves and being a product that people wanted to sell in their store, I realized that Impossible wasn't a thing anymore. Being able to achieve what we've achieved in the wholesale realm has been able to provide me with that experience to feel like stuff is not impossible for us anymore. And that is a tremendous mind shift that I think makes being in business so much more fun. The first wholesale accounts we got were restaurants and it was local folks. It was a great way for us to get our name out. And especially when we were brand new and people were trying us out to be able to have a chef like Weta Michael or a restaurant like County Club to vouch for your product, to say that we've tried this, it's amazing. We want you to try it. We want it to be a part of this menu was a huge boost for us as a new ice cream business that a lot of people had not tried. They didn't know who we were. Having another person that is not us shouting for the rooftops, talking about how awesome this ice cream is, is a tremendous boost when you are starting out. I think that's one of the best things we did was to find local folks who understood what we were trying to do, who appreciated the local ingredients and the quality of what we were producing, and then also was willing to partner with us as a business. And that part is a huge part of doing wholesale as well as building the relationships. I'm going to go through what I feel like in our experience over the last 10-ish years of what are the really good parts about doing wholesale as a part of our business, and then what are the more bad slash challenging parts about having wholesale as a part of our business. 
So we'll just start with the good. Number one, the good part is exposure. You are expanding your footprint and your exposure to potential customers without having to build your own store. You're using someone else's real estate. You're using someone else's staff who is selling it. You are using all of those things without having to build more stores for yourself, which is great because building your own stores is expensive. Number two of the good is the brand awareness, your exposure and your ability to build your brand in connection with other brands that are aligned with your brand is great. We had so many fans from the very beginning who were our cheerleaders, people who are working in the store or people in the restaurants that we partnered with. They were our big champions. And we did a custom flavor for a restaurant once, and they literally made t-shirts of this flavor, and their servers walked around in these t-shirts with our name on it and a picture of the actual ice cream, and they made a whole thing of it. I thought that was just so cool, not just to see your logo on somebody else's menu, but to see anyone who is working in those establishments be the cheerleaders of your product. It is way better than any marketing campaign that I could ever put together is finding those fans who can talk about your product when you're not there and can talk to people about it and get other people excited about it. Number three of the good is access. If we have our product in other places around town that are not our locations, the ability for our customers to access our product goes way up. Physical access and location is important being able to basically multiply your footprint and be in other places where it's easier to access. So if somebody can pop into Whole Foods and they can grab your product and not have to make an extra trip to your store, taking down that barrier to purchase is huge. If you've been here for a while, you know that I incorporate community in everything I do. It fuels every decision I make about my life and my company. Our beloved sponsors, Holly Hill & Co., also share the same love for community. In fact, their love of community is why they work so hard to highlight local produce in all nine of their Central Kentucky restaurants, like Zim's in downtown Lexington, Honeywood at the Summit, and the historic Holly Hill Inn in Midway. So you can experience what it means to connect the farmer and the food to your family's table. And now they've expanded their offerings to the community by opening a new cooking studio and retail store. You can take cooking classes with the very famous James Beard nominated chef Weta Michael herself and learn about how to make the most out of your farmer's market hall or how to craft the perfect bourbon menu. And while you're there, shop the handcrafted goods and thoughtfully curated gift sets for your friends and family. Learn more about their new cooking studio and retail store in downtown Versailles, Kentucky by visiting hollyhillandco.com. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com and let them know Tal from the Crank and Boom podcast sent you. When you're in the throes of managing your small business and stress levels are getting high, sometimes you just got to reach for that comfort bagel or comfort pizza. One of my favorite ways to do this is through Gold Belly. They have the best comfort foods from any region of the country and can deliver it right to your door. Whether you need ribs and pulled pork from Memphis or lobster rolls from Maine, Gold Belly curates the best of each region so you can enjoy it without any of the stress. Head to goldbelly.com and treat yourself to amazing comfort food so you can keep powering up your business. 
That's goldbelly.com. And don't forget to grab a comfort pint of Crank and Boom ice cream while you're there. So now let's talk about the more challenging parts of doing wholesale because it might sound super rosy and exciting to just think that you can drop stuff off and someone else sells it for you and then you get to collect checks. It's not quite that simple. Number one, you get less control of your customer experience. If customer experience is a big part of your brand and what you do, you handing your product over to somebody else that maybe you didn't train or isn't knowledgeable about your product, all of those things you lose control of. On another front, I would say you lose product control as well. And so as we have a product that is frozen, if it gets over a certain temperature and refreezes, it will affect the quality of our ice cream. The chances of something, again, going awry goes up because we lose control of those processes. Another thing that is kind of a downside to doing wholesale is change in staffing. So when we go to a grocery store and we talk to person A, they love our product. They're real excited about it. They take good care of it. They are great at responding at questions or invoice questions or ordering. That's great. But then if that person moves on and a new person comes in, you have to rebuild that relationship and that person might not be as excited about your product. They might not be as excited about the product mix where they might like another brand better and so they order more of that brand and order less of your brand. Those are the fluctuations that you just have to deal with. And again, it's not unmanageable, but it's just one of those extra things that I don't think many people think about when it comes to selling to somebody else. Adding a middle person adds complexity. It might not necessarily be bad, but it also just adds complexity. You're adding extra people you have to work with. You're adding extra processes when it comes to invoices, deliveries, marketing, all of those things. It just adds to whatever you're already doing. So that is just something to consider as you're thinking about going in wholesale. We chatted about the good and the bad and talked a little bit about our history in the last 10-ish years with wholesale. So for you, how do you know when you're ready to do wholesale? Or should you do wholesale? Or should you not do wholesale? I've got a few little tips on what I think are important to assess when it comes to thinking about adding that branch of your business. One, do you have time? Because it is very time-consuming. It just takes a lot of relationship building to get into wholesale. It takes a lot of emails. It takes a lot of calls. It takes a lot of time being on site, pitching meetings. It just takes a lot of time. And so if you are already working in your business 100 hours a day, it might not be the best time for you to try to branch off and do this other new thing. But if you're in a space where you're ready to roll, it might be a great time to do it. Number two, money. It takes some money to get yourself off of the ground into this whole new realm of the business. Now, when we were starting to sell to restaurants and even to the big box stores, we had to redo our packaging. So just buying packaging that is going to be okay for your end vendor it could take a lot of money. And especially if you get in a big box vendor, they have specific requirements of what are on your label. So when we got into Kroger, they said, you have to have nutritional facts on there to get in our store. But that meant we had to have brand new packaging. 
And it took a lot of time and a lot of extra money to do this whole new packaging for our ice cream. Another thing to consider if you are in food is the regulatory environment. It might cost $10,000 for you to get a specific audit that X retailer needs for you to be a part of their store, or you might need extra insurance. So there's regulatory stuff, there's packaging stuff, and then also the inventory side. Can you make enough to supply your vendor? Do you need to have more space? Do you need to have different equipment? All these things cost money. So that is something to definitely think about. And then finally, I would say, make sure you are mentally prepared for rejection. Make sure you are mentally prepared for going out there and pounding the pavement, talking to lots of people, probably getting more no's than yes. Are you mentally prepared for that? Because again, if you're already working 100 hours in your own business and you have no mental space for anything else, now might not be the best time for you to take on this new thing. But if you are ready to rock and you are in that hustle mindset and you're ready to take on the world, then I say absolutely go for it. It is what has built our business. It is what has made us who we are. I'd say there's more benefits than not, but I think that depends on who you are, what's your personality, and what are the things that you have as goals for your own business. We're gonna try to do another episode that gets into the nitty gritty of how we actually got into these big box retailers and then some strategies that I would suggest going into those meetings and how you land those meetings. So can't wait to talk to you more about it. I appreciate you so much. so much for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. If you want business advice and tactics like this every week, click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode with us. Also, if you like what you heard today, it would mean oh so very much to me if you would leave us a review that helps other people find us. Leave a note on what topics you want me to cover more of because we would love to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you here again very soon. Until next time, peace! This is a production of Four Eyes Media.